Welcome to the audio podcast of Believer's House. We are a multi-generational, multi-ethnic church in the city of Halifax, Nova Scotia, called to lead people to Jesus, make them more like Him, and see them lead others to Him. We hope this message you are about to listen to inspires you to become more like Jesus in your thoughts, words, and actions. So, we'll just continue on what we started with last week. Actually, this um, today I had something I thought would be what I was supposed to share. But as I pondered on um, what we've been talking about, and I just felt the Lord impress on my heart that He's not done yet with us on this matter. Because one thing we said at the beginning of the year is we don't want to finish the year like any other time, any other years that we've actually gone through. We want to end the year 2022 knowing who we have become, knowing the changes that have happened in our lives, knowing the things the Lord has wrought in our lives. So that's our intention for this year. And so we have to keep reminding us of those things. We have to put those things in the forefront of our hearts. So don't be tired of hearing us going back to the message of the year. Don't be tired of us putting us to remembrance. That's what Paul said to Timothy. He says, those that you have heard that I'm putting to remembrance, make sure you do them because that's where change comes. That's where manifestation comes. So putting to remembrance those things which you have heard. So the word we say here that the word of God that you have heard, that is not producing results in you, is as good as you not know, hearing that word. So it's the word of God that we hear that produces results in our lives. That's what we can actually say is working. It's the word of God we have working. That's what we can say. We can actually claim that this word is working. And this year we want to make sure that the word is working. We already established that there is no problem with the word of God. Because God is powerful. I think this thing is keeping. Is it good? Okay. So we already established that the word of God has the power to fulfill the, the, the word that the Lord has sent it to do. So it's what we do with our hearts. It's how we word the good warfare that we are able to get that result out of that word from our lives, for, for our lives. So this morning... I'm just going to round up on what, I, what we started last week. Laying hold of God's promise, like part two, if you call it that. So it's still laying hold of God's promise. If you remember what we said last week, we said we need to do three things. Can we still remember what those three things are? Prioritize, focus, and yes, habits. Introduce new habits or eliminate anyone that is um, detrimental to where we are going. So that was, we, we talked about three things we should do. So this week, we are going to talk about things we should not do so that we can get to the place God has called us to be. So when I'm going to read from 2 I mean, Peter from verse 1, chapter 1 from verse 1 to 10. 2 Peter, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 1 to 10. It says, Simon Peter, a born servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of God, by righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord. As his divine powers given to us some things. All things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by, the, by glory and virtue. 
by which have been given to us exceedingly great and what precious promises that through this you may be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust but also for this very reason for this what very reason giving all diligence can you see that word we encountered this word last week giving all diligence Add to your faith, virtue. Your virtue, knowledge. To knowledge, self-control. To self-control, perseverance. To perseverance, godliness. To godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, love. For if things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks those things is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do those things, you will never stumble. If you do those things, you will never stumble. That's what the Bible is reminding us. So last week, we already know the things we, sup- we are supposed to do. This week, is saying, we, I said we are going to focus on the things we are not supposed to, to do. Like you see, we saw in this scripture, one of the things that we know we are supposed to do this year is to be what? Diligent. To be diligent. So diligence, like I said last week, diligence is not, it's not something you do once and you forget. It's something we have to do consistently until we see the results that we are expecting to see in our lives. So diligence means that's why the Bible says that we walk a good warfare. So when we want to go to where we are supposed to be this year, if you are going to journey on this land of promise, that means we, we, we have to be put on our, our hiking shoe, our boot of faith, as I will put it. So we have to what, do all the things that is needed to make sure that we get to that place we are going. We need to build a lifestyle of what, progressively seeing God at work in us. A lifestyle that is what, progressively seeing God at work in us. It's not just because something did not work, then you give up on it. You have to build a lifestyle that is progressively depending on God. Look at what this same scripture says in our Amplified Version. I'll read from verse 5 to 10. The same scripture we've just read. It says, for this very reason, adding your diligence to the divine promise, employ every effort in exercising your faith to develop virtue, excellence, resolution, Christian energy. And in exercising virtue, develop what? Knowledge, intelligence. And in exercising knowledge, develop self-control. And in exercising self-control, develop steadfastness, patience, endurance. And in exercising steadfastness, develop godliness, piety. And in exercising godliness, develop what? Brotherly affection. And in exercising brotherly affection, develop Christian love. For as these qualities are yours and are and increasingly abound in you. They will keep you from being idle or unfruitful unto the full personal knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. 
For whoever lacks these qualities is blind spiritually, short-sighted, seeing only what is near to him, and has become oblivious to the fact that he was cleansed from his old sins. Because of those brethren, be all the more solicitous and eager to make sure, fight to strengthen, to make steadfast your calling and election. For if you do those things, you will never stumble or fall. If you do those things, you will never stumble or fall. I don't know if you this is what the Bible said when we started reading these things. In this um, verse 5, it said something. In exercising one of those things, you develop the next. In exercising one, you develop the next character. So this year, I said we have to be progressive in our knowledge of God. We have to pro be progressive as we walk to seek the Lord. As we walk on the path the Lord has laid down for us. See from verse 5, it says, and in exercising knowledge. So that means whatever it is that you've learned, when you exercise it, you grow into the next one. It says when you exercise knowledge, you develop control. When you start exercising self-control, you, you, you develop in, in, in steadfastness. As you start exercising those things. So that's the path the Lord is calling us to. A progressive walk with him. A walk him holding us by the hand. That's the word the Lord is calling us to. It's progressive walk with him. A progressive walk with him. This year we established that it's the person we are becoming that the Lord is interested in. He's going to give us wealth. He's going to give us it's going to give us peace. But who are we becoming? Who are we becoming? And those are the characters the Lord wants us to develop. He wants us to start exercising knowledge. He wants us to start exercising discernment. He wants us to start exercising all of those things. This is, as we grow and we exercise all of those things, as we develop in all of these things, we will not be unfruitful. We will not be unfruitful to those things the Lord has called us to. This year, we have to be conscious to cause corrections. So at every point in time, the Lord is going to be drawing attention to certain things. The Lord is going to be pointing us to certain things that he wants us corrected. It's just like if you're going on a journey using the GPS and you miss your turn. The GPS is going to reroute. It's going to reroute so it can get you to your destination. And that's what God wants to do this year. He wants us to be, be self-conscious. Not, not self-conscious in the sense that we are depending on him and going back to him and asking him, am I the right track. We don't have a spiritual GPS to say that is telling you, okay, recalculating. So it's left for us to go back to God at every point in time. Okay, Lord, you gave me this, this, um, this instruction to do this. I've done it. Have I done it to, to, to your desire? Have I done it the way you expect me to do? Is there any feedback? As we are waiting for feedback from God, we are looking to other people, mentors, we are looking to those ahead of us. Are there things I could have done better? Or are there alternatives to the, to the routes I'm taking that God would have had me take? So we are looking to, 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 to make sure we are making self-correction adjustments, cost correction and adjustments on this journey this year. So this year is not just a year to just blow and say, okay, I am focused. I'm just running and running because I want to get to an end goal. No, we don't want to be running and at the end of the day would have landed at the wrong destination. We want to make sure that we are going and we are going based on God's plan. And most importantly, based on his will for us. That's what we want to do this year. So we have to be sensitive to the spirit of God to make sure that what we are cause correcting as the need arises. We are cause correcting as the need arises. If there's something we need to do better, it's something we should not even do at all. We want to go back to God and make sure he's cause correcting us as we proceed on this way. 
So what's the one of the first thing we ought not to do this year if we are going to get to the place that the Lord has prepared for us? The first thing we want to not do this year is what? Don't move too quickly. Don't what? Move too quickly. This year we want to give ourselves time to confirm that the direction God has given us is actually the direction we are heading. We want to give ourselves time to confirm. Sometimes God gives us, God tells us to do certain things, but you're not sure. You know that God wants you to. It's just like maybe, I can remember when we were going to move to Halifax. We knew God was calling us to move, but we did not know where he wanted us to move. In fact, it's, this happened almost two years. We were in, okay, where would you, we know you want us to move, but we don't even know what you want us to go do, where we are going. And it took Whatever we hear, a small thing, we go back to our pastor. Okay, this is what we hear. This is what we know at this time. What do you think? And we kept praying about it. Kept praying. You go back to the scripture the Lord has given you at the beginning of the... Does this align to the things the Lord has said to you? The first word he gave you. So the, the base, the, what we used to judge if what you're doing is in alignment with what God has called you to do is the word of God. Because that is the basis. God is not going to give us any instruction that is going to negate his word. Whatever it is that God has told you to do, if you check through the scripture and there's anything that negates that God's word, that means you might have heard wrongly or there's something you have missed along the way. You have to have the word of God that you can judge what you're doing based on. Like, what am I doing? Is it in line with what God is saying? So do not what, move quickly. Don't make haste. When God gives you instruction, Make sure you can confirm that this is what the Lord... It's just like when God said to Abraham that he was going to give him a son. But Ishmael came along the way. <laughs> was Ishmael still not a son? But was that what God wanted for him? So sometimes if we are not careful, we might get substitute that look like what God has promised us along the way. We might substitute the best options, I mean, a better option. And negating the, the, the best option God has planned for us. So we have to make sure that whatever it is God is telling us, we is in line with the word he has given us. Check with God, check with mentors, check with your parents, check with your pastors, check with if it's something that you know somebody has actually done before. You want to check with them that, okay, this is the path I'm going through. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm planning to do. do you, are my steps, are the things I'm doing, does it make sense? And they can actually guide you in the way you should go. So that I seeking godly counsel to make sure that we are in the path the Lord has prepared for us. So don't move too quickly. Look at what the Bible has to say about moving too quickly. That's Proverbs chapter 21. Proverbs chapter 21 verse 5. It says, the plans of the diligence. That's still the word. Remember diligence. The plans of the diligence lead surely to plenty. But those of everyone who is hasty, surely to poverty. In the same scripture in New Living Translation, it says, Good planning, good planning and hard work lead to poverty. But hasty shortcut leads to poverty. So this year, we are not saying because the Lord has called us on a journey, we are not going to plan. That's not what we are saying. We are not saying because the Lord has given us the word that this is where we are going. We are not going to walk towards it. No. We are saying what? We are going to make a good plan. But in the midst of that plan, with good plan and hard work, we are going to make sure that we are walking in steps with God. We are going to make sure that we are walking in line with God. We are not going to do what? 
ethic shortcuts. We are not going to take shortcuts. We are not going to make things happen for us. We are not going to work things out in our own path. We're going to depend on the Spirit of God to lead us through the way we should go. It says concerning the children of Israel, the pillar of fire. He went as a pillar of fire before them. So that's what we are trusting God to do. That at every point in time, we'll see the hands of the Lord leading us in the way we should go. And when we are in doubt, we wait to clarify. When we are in doubt, we wait to clarify. Look at um, the same Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 19 verse 2 says, Desire without knowledge is not good. How much more will hasty feet miss the way? Desire without knowledge is not good. How much more will hasty feet miss the way? We don't want to run ahead of God this year. And I know that when we're talking about the financial stewardship, one thing Pastor said that there is a new area that we are we are not familiar with. The first thing we need to do is what to seek knowledge in that area. So if there's something the Lord is calling you to do this year and you're not familiar with, if it's not a territory you've been you've been to before, it's not done before, you need to take time out to seek knowledge, to seek godly counsel about that, to ask, read. Whatever God information in that, in that regard, and it's based on the information you know that God is able to direct us. God is able to lead you in the way you should, you should go. He says, well, desire without knowledge is not good. Desire without knowledge is not good. How much more will hasty feet miss the way? So the first thing we said is what? Don't move too quick. So the second thing is don't take the wrongs. Don't take the wrong turns. You can't say because, oh, there is, at least I'm going, so at least I'm moving, I'm not just standing. Because we have that notion that uh, it's better to be doing something than not to be doing something. But you cannot be heading in the wrong direction all in the name of not doing something. So you're better off waiting, waiting patiently for God than moving in the wrong direction. So we are better off waiting for God than moving in the wrong direction. Because the Bible says, at crossroads, the Bible expects us to, to depend on the Lord. That's what the Bible expects us. It says, acknowledge him in all your ways and he will direct your path. Because the Lord knows there will be crossroads. There will be paths that, 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 that the, the right path to take will not be glaring, will not be too clear. So the Lord wants us to keep coming back to him. He wants us to keep coming back to him at every point. He doesn't want us to just receive the blueprint and run without coming back to check with him. Without coming back to find out, is this what you have me do at this time? Is this what you have me do in this season of my life? So God wants us to keep coming back to him. He wants us to keep, he's the fountain that never runs out. He's the fountain that never dries out. So he wants us to keep coming back because he's our source and our sustainer. So he doesn't want to give us an information and you run off without coming back until you are low. So don't make the wrong turns this year. Take time to know what God is saying to you. Take time to find out what the voice of God is concerning issues. And as you do that, you're moving in the wrong direction. You're moving in the right direction rather than moving in the wrong direction. Proverbs chapter 14. Proverbs chapter 14 verse 12 says, There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. So the fact that something is a popular opinion, the fact that everybody is taking this route, the fact that everybody is doing it, the fact that it worked for someone else doesn't mean it will work for you. So especially when something is just too good to be true, that's a more reason why you have to go back 
to God to clarify. I always say this, that the fact that as Christians, the presence of the Holy Spirit in us should be our advantage. But if you don't call on the Holy Spirit to actually tell you what to do, he's not going to interfere in your, in your affair. If we don't give him the room to, to interfere, if you don't give him the liberty to caution us, if you don't give him the liberty to, to stop you in your trap when things are not working out, the Holy Spirit, God will not interfere in our affairs without us giving him that liberty to do those things. So our advantage as believers is the fact that we have the Holy Spirit in us. So let's make use of his presence in us. Let's make sure that we are asking him for direction. The Bible says, if anyone lacks wisdom, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. So make sure you're asking, ask questions. Ask questions of God. Ask questions of the Holy Spirit at every point in time. You're not clear about something. Your things are not working out the way you think they should. Ask the Holy Spirit, what would you have me do in this season? What would you have me do at this point? What can I do? How do I make us correction? So make sure that you're not making wrong turns. Ask God to lead you in the way you should go. The Bible says, who would hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. But you have to be at that place of stillness to hear the voice of God. You have to be at that place of stillness to hear the voice of God. That's what you have to realize. God is not going to be screaming at you. Oh, I'm talking to you. I need you to listen. God, you have to be at that place of stillness. Know what the Lord is saying to us. That's why David is always saying, says, be quiet, my soul. Be still, my soul. Those are, some, those, are, those are habits we need to learn this year to our spirit, to see our soul before God so that we can clearly hear him. I know a lot of things are happening. You're walking. You have children to take care of. You have side horses. You're doing. So, so many things are clouding our judgment to actually take time to be with God, to hear what God is saying. Sometimes you know, you know that, okay, God has called me to do this, but I don't know when, when, if I'm supposed to do it now or if it's something that I'm supposed to wait for. But instead of it, if they tell you, okay, then take time out and find out what God is saying, say, but I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy doing things. So you cannot be too busy to, to, to not seek the face of God. We have to prioritize seeking God's face because if we, if we know that he owns the blueprint of where we are going, we'll stick close to him. We are not going to run ahead of him. We'll stay close to him. It's just like if you're going, with, you're going on a journey with someone, you don't have somebody ahead of you has the map. Are you going to drive in front of that person has the map or that knows the way? You're going to follow the person. You are going to tailgate the person to make sure that no vehicle comes in between us, to make sure that nobody blocks my view of this person I'm following. The same thing with God. If you know he's the one that's going to take you to that place that you have in mind, to that good end, then you're going to stay in step with him. We're going to stay in process with him to make sure that we are not missing out on the direction he's giving to us part time. First one we already said, we don't want to move too quickly. And the second one is, we don't want to make the wrong turn. We don't want to make the wrong turn. So this, I want to make it a practice to make in God. To make sure we are checking in with God. Make sure you're checking in with God. The fact that you've obeyed the first instruction doesn't mean now I have a hang of those things. I think I know what I'm doing. Then I don't need God to direct me. We have to make sure we, are, we keep checking in with God. God, is still, are we still on track? Is this still the way you want me to go for concerning this? It's just like the children of Israel. At every battle they fought, every battle they fought, even David, 
they had the strategies changed at different instances. There were some instances he told them, just walk around the, 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 um, the city. Sometimes he told them, get musicians, let them just sing, blow. Like, he told them some silly things, some outrageous things that does not win battle. In humanly speaking, he told them to go. But you can't use the strategy of yesterday to fight the battles of today. You can't use the strategy of yesterday. Imagine for, at a point he told um, Moses to go to the mountain and raise his hand. As his hands are being raised, the children of Israel will win the battle. At other time, he told Joshua, get the children of Israel to march around Jericho. Why didn't Joshua was I mean Joshua was fighting the battle when um, when Moses was on the mountain with his hand raised? Why didn't Joshua think that if God can do that, let me just go to the mountain this time around too and let's battle? And that's the mistake some of us are making is we are using this strategy because God at a point God told you to do certain things and it worked for that situation. We are trying to use that same strategy to fight another battle. Don't make that mistake this year. Go back to God. Even if he's going to tell you to do the same thing, make sure you're hearing him say that to you. We said this year that we want to be attentive, we want to be sensitive to cause correction as we are going. We want to make sure that, okay, our radar, where we are supposed to be heading, is being corrected at every point. It's being adjusted by the Spirit of God. We are not just moving based on our own understanding. We are not just moving just because we know that's what we are supposed to do. Those yet, let us not fall into the trap that, oh, people are doing things. My time is going. If I don't do this now, there won't be time. You are better off waiting on the time of God than going ahead of God. And the truth of the matter is, God is the one that has gone before you. That's how we say he is, he was, he is, and he will be. So there is with God, it says a thousand years is like a day before him. So the timing we human beings are looking at is not the same timing God is looking at. So don't allow the, the, the timing that the man is giving you. Don't let it derail you from where God is taking you. Don't let it derail you from where God is taking you. And the third thing we have to avoid this year is that we shouldn't do this year is to be led by our emotions. To be led by our emotions. Emotion does not lead anybody in a good way. <laughs> To be led by emotion, it does not lead us in a good way. That is like one of the least to be led as, as a believer. That is one of the least ways that we can be led as believers. We are called to be led by the Spirit of God and not by our emotions. So making decisions based on anger, based on fear, based on resentment, based on past experiences would not lead you anywhere. It's not going to lead you to the end goal. So you don't want to make decisions out of fear. You don't want to make decisions because I, I've suffered in the past. Though. So anything, your decisions you want to make now, you're, you're using that suffering as a reference to make major life decisions. We are supposed to be led by the Spirit of God and not by our flesh. We're supposed to be led by the Spirit of God and not by our flesh. Romans chapter 8, Romans chapter 8 verse 12 to 14. It says, So then, brothers, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. Is it those that are led by their flesh or those that are led by circumstances? So that's one all mark to be known that you are a son of God. Is those that are led by the Spirit of God, those are the sons of God. Look at what Ephesians chapter 5, 
verse 19 to 23 says in the Living Bible. Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 to 23 says, But when you follow your own wrong inclinations, your, your lives will produce these evil results, impure thoughts, eagerness for lustful pleasure, idolatry, spiritism, that is encouraging the activity of demons, hatred and fighting, jealousy and anger, constant effort to get the best for yourself. Complaints and criticism and feeling that everyone else is wrong except those in your own little group and, though, and there will be wrong doctrine. Envy, murder, drunkenness, white parties and all that sort of things. Let me tell you again as I have before that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But when the Spirit, when the Holy Spirit controls our lives, it will produce this kind of fruit in us. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And here there is no conflict with Jewish law. So there is nothing that stands out of love. Because like we read before, when we did um, talk about the fruit of the Spirit, we said all of these other fruits, they, they stand from love. They stand from love. So all of the other things you see, it's talked about joy, peace, patience. So all of this is the fruits of the Spirit. They are not fruits. So joy is the main, I mean, love is the main thing, and all of those things come from love. So with love, when we walk in love, when our actions are motivated by love, we cannot, it says with love, you cannot make mistakes. You can't go wrong. We cannot go wrong when our actions are motivated by love, not by anger, not by, not by jealousy, not by self-pity. When you do that, you can't, you can't make the wrong, you can't make the right choices. So this year, like we've said, let your actions, let turn from what? The life that is being controlled by God. And as we yield our lives to God, give God an inch and you see him make progress and you see progress in your life. He wants you to make progress. He wants you to increase. It says, add to your faith. Read that. It says, add right to your heart this. Exercise it. As you exercise that, you develop this. As you exercise your self-control, you develop another character. As you, uh, as you exercise that new character, you develop something else. As you exercise that, you develop something else. So this year, make sure that you're not stagnant. Make sure you're not stagnant this year. Walk on something. Let the Lord point out something he wants you to work on. It might be an anger issue. As the Lord ministers something to you, make sure you're working on it. Make sure you're depending on the Spirit of the Lord to help you do the things that you cannot do yourself. There are things that we can't do ourselves until we depend on the Spirit of God to help us. So this year, let the Spirit of God let him help you. Let the Spirit of God let him help you. Let him guide you. We talked about what hearing, hearing, going back to God and, and, and getting the right direction we need to go. So there are certain ways, there are so many ways that God leads us. There are so many ways. It's true dreams, true vision, true all of those things. But the primary and the basic one that the Lord leads us is what? Through the word of God. 
That's the foundational, that's the one that is common to everybody. Some of us might not see vision, some of us, well, some of us dream, we don't even remember. But there are some things that might not happen to you, but with the word of God, that's the basic one that the Lord speaks to us. And the only way we get familiar with the voice of God is to stay in the word. The only way we get familiar with the voice of God is to make sure we are in the word. As you study the word, as the spirit of God minister life to you, you are able to discern his voice. That's what I said when I was sharing the example. When God gives you a word, that's how you can even know that this is the Lord speaking to you. That's how you can even, because if you don't know that this, these things are actually in the scripture, how do you confirm if it's the word of God? So you have to stay in the word. And that's why you used to judge other voices on the outside. It is the word of God you used to judge all the circumstances. We don't judge our circumstances. We don't, like the criteria, the word of God is the only thing that can never change. Your feelings will change. Your situations will change. The people you listen to at point in time will change. But the only thing that remains forever is what? The word of God. It says it abides now and forever. The word of God is an incorruptible seed. The word of God is an incorruptible seed. So we are doing ourselves favor when we study the word of God, when we read the word of God, when we allow the power in the word to change us. The Bible says this, the word of God is our life, is active powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. That's what the Bible says. So this word of God we are just reading, it's not just letter. It's not just print on paper. It says something in John. It says, the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. So if you trust that this word that you're reading is not just head knowledge, it's not just because I want to memorize something so that I can say I'm reading the Bible. It's because there is a life-giving spirit in the word of God. Each time we encounter the word of God, something moves on the inside of us. Something moves on the inside of us. That's one thing I believe. And when we approach the word of God, we don't just approach the word of God like, oh, I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do. We approach the word of God with expectation in our hearts. We approach the word of God believing that this word for today. That's why the Bible says, you see, ask that word. Give us today our daily bread. So we go to God daily for spiritual nourishment. How many of you eat on Sundays and you don't eat throughout the week until next Sunday? Is there anyone that does that? Or even you have breakfast and you don't eat again until the next day. So if we don't do that, if we are nourishing our bodies at the expense of our spirit, what, what do you think is going to happen? Your spiritual man, you're going to be so, this one is not, you're not watching your spiritual weight. You're not going to be existing. So as you are nourishing your physical body, you have to put, pre, like you have to put more emphasis to make sure that your spirit man is nourished. You have to make sure your spirit man is nourished. Read that. Thank God for technology. Thank God for technology. You can actually have the Bible played to you. And I've said this over and over. The word of God is spirit. That's one thing we have to understand. Sometimes you might think, oh, I'm just, I'm, I have the other but I'm not paying attention. I can't pick up. Well, because the person, the person that you're nourishing is your spirit man. And your spirit man is being fed. I mean, or you are awake. As the word of God is being fed to you, your spirit man is being nourished. Your spirit man is being nourished. And that doesn't excuse us that because I said your spirit man is being nourished, then we should do devotion up, uh, without concentrating on it, no. But what I'm saying, get your spirit man opportunities 
hear the word of God. Give your spirit opportunities to be nourished by prayer, exercising yourself in prayer, exercising yourself, giving, like there are some things that nourish your spirit man. So make sure you are, you are, you are nourishing, giving your spirit man an opportunity to develop, an opportunity to grow. As you focus on those things, then you have, when, when it's time to make decisions at a crossroad, it's easier because your spirit man is strong. So it says, the Bible says that it says the, 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 the flesh and the spirit, they are at war. They are at war and it's whoever is more fed that is going to win. It's whoever is more fed that is going to win. So if, if you're strong in the spirit, when you're faced with challenges, then your spirit man can stand up to those challenges that you're faced with. So we've said the first one is, don't what? Move too quickly. The second is, don't make wrong turns. Third one is, don't be led by your emotions. So the last one I'm going to talk to us about is, avoid the trap of perfectionism. Avoid the trap of perfectionism. So, you know all of these things that... <laughs> We like saying, especially when we are looking for jobs. <laughs> you, we multitask a lot, do things uh, best in one sitting or like, you know, all of those things we say. So perfectionism is different from working in, to be perfected. We already, are, we know that the only person that is perfect in this earth is what is who Jesus Christ. He was the only person that walked this earth that knew no sin. So we have to understand that we are not perfect. But what? God is perfect and we are walking towards perfection. But the good news is that he is perfecting us. God is perfecting us. So avoid the trap of perfectionism. So remember some of the things we talked about last, we talked about focus, we talked about prioritizing, we talked about habits. So you don't want to because you made a mistake or because something wasn't done based on the way it should be done. Then you, you are not cutting yourself slack. That you, because, oh, I didn't do it right at the first time. So I'm not going to make attempts or, or try anymore. So that's the trap we want to avoid. Because we already read in this scripture in, in first, first Peter chapter 5 in the Amplified Version. It says, as we exercise certain things. Exercising means that you would do it, the first time might be hard, it might not be as you expected, but you have to keep doing it. You have to keep doing it until you achieve that measure of the fullness of Christ. That's what God is expecting of us. God is not expecting that you do it once and, and you get it perfect the first time. No, God is expecting us to keep making progress. God is expecting us to keep improving. Add to your faith, to your vital add to all of those things they are doing. God is wanting us to be on a progress with him. He wants us to be on a journey with him. God, is, God wants us to walk in line and in step with him. That's his desire for us. It's not just to... If, if God wants us to be perfected here on earth, it's just to, the day you gave our life to Christ, it should just, rapture should have just happened. Then you would have gone to be with God in perfection. But God knows that this earth, if you're going to walk this earth, then there is a process you have to go through. There is a step you have to go through. And God's desire for us is to be planted in, is to be rooted in him, is to draw strength and nourishment for him. When we talked about the vine in John chapter 15, it says, remain in me and let my word remain in you. 
So that's what God's desire is for us. For us to be planted and rooted in him. For us to take nourishment in him. So as, as we look to him, as we behold him, we are changed into his image. As we come to him daily, things are being taken out of our lives that shouldn't be there. As we come to God daily, he's molding us, he's, he's shaping us into the image of his son. A lot of us have things that we are struggling with in attitude, in behavior. We have things that we do that we, are, we ought not to do. But that is not God's desire. God, God is, is, is trying to work on us. He's trying to work on our person. So as we come to him daily, there will be a day that God will tell you, are always angry. Today I want you to work on, on your anger issue. So it might, have to, might be a work of months that you're taking in the word of God and God is correcting you. God is speaking certain things to you. God is allowing your life to make sure you are according to, I mean, you're patterning your life the way it should be. So you have to avoid that trap of perfectionism. If you fall short of an area God is trying to, to correct you, it's not, it's not an option for you to give up. It's not an option for you to give up. So as you daily look to him, God is us. As we daily look to him, God guides us. God corrects our path. So that's the thing we want to focus on this year, that as we, as we walk in step with him, we are taking, the, we are taking to him and we are being into the image of Jesus. Look at what the Bible says here. Remember the anchor scripture for us for this year. The anchor scripture for us in this as for this year says, but may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, after you have suffered a while, it's in those suffering that certain things leave our lives. It's in those suffering that, that anger leaves our lives. It's in those suffering that we learn patience. It's in those suffering we learn to really love people for who they are. It's in those suffering that we learn to be milk. It's in those suffering that we learn to be empathetic to people. So it says, after you have suffered a while, may you what? Establish, strengthen, May you may perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. May he perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. And it is God that is going to do that work of perfection in us. It is God that is going to do the work of perfection in us. So as we stay close to him, as we endure all of those things, it's just like God that is being purified. When God is purified, he goes through what? Art flame, art fire. And those are what the circumstances we go through. That's what it's supposed to do. To cleanse us, to purify us, to purge us until we show forth like God has in mind. Until we come forth the way God has destined us to be. Look at the last scripture here. Second Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18. Second Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 says, But we all, with what? Unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. That's our ultimate goal. As we behold Him daily, as we fellowship with Him daily, as we spend daily, He says what? We are being transformed. We are being transformed. We are being transformed. We are being transformed into the image of God. We are being transformed into the image of Jesus. We are being transformed into the image of Jesus. That's why we say here, every day, we are becoming what? More like Jesus. 
every day. We are becoming more like Jesus in our thoughts, in our words, and in our actions. Every day as we behold him in the mirror, that's the expectation that we are being changed from one level of glory to another. We already said that God's desire for us is for us to increase. It's for us to increase. The level we were at yesterday is not the same level he wants us to be by the end of the year. That's why we are saying we want to make sure that we are making what? Continuous progress. We want to make sure that we are making continuous progress. The Lord working on us. We are exercising those things and we are developing new characters. Uh, we are exercising those things and we are developing new virtues in our lives. As we walk in line with God, the power of God is made manifest in, in the name of Jesus Christ. So this morning, I hope I've been able to convince us and not to convince us that we are walking in steps with We want to make sure that we are following closely to him. We don't want to be distracted by things that are happening around us or things that are happening in us. We want to let want to superimpose the word of God, the reality of the word of God over the situation of our lives. We might not be what we ought to be, but we know that the word of God has the power to change us. We know that the word of God has the power to transform us. So it's just us giving God the permission, us giving the spirit of God to correct us, to cause correct us when we are not in line with him, when we are not moving the way he wants us to move. And may the Lord help us in Jesus' name. So just quick summary, we already said things we want to, so we started with things we want to do and now things we want to avoid as we move through this year. So those are things that we want to have at the forefront of our lives. We want to have them before us as we move through this year. We want to make sure that, okay, am I, are the things I'm doing, are they in line with these things? Is God using this? These approaches to help you walk towards the end goal that I'm expecting. We want to, the last truth he said was we want to learn to prioritize. We want to announce our energy. So to be able to focus our energy and time to the things we need to do and towards, to, to establish new positive habits, habits or take away negative one that is injuring us from getting to where the Lord would want us to get. And this, this morning we've talked about we want to avoid doing. We want to, we want to make sure that we are not moving too quickly. We are not moving ahead of God. We want to make sure we are not making wrong turns. We also want to make sure that what we are not being led by emotions. And the last one is to avoid the trap of perfection. When you fall, when you make mistake, go back to God. Draw strength for me. He says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just. And some of those things are not even seen in themselves. It's not like you broke a commandment. They are not, but when you make a mistake, go back to God. Go back and draw strength from him and get back to where you're heading. Get back to the on track. Go back to the line and, and continue the journey. Don't sit down and pity yourself and be wishing things did not happen. Go back and run the race because he that has begun a good work in us faithful to finish it. Father, we thank you this morning. We give you praise. We give you thanks. Lord, we thank you for your word because we know it has the power to do what it said to do in our lives. Lord, as we make commitments, oh God, to, to honor you with our lives, to live for you, to live in step with you, we ask for grace, the supply of the Spirit in all of our endeavors in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray over everyone here, those that heard us, on, those that watched online, those that will watch later on. We ask, oh God, that your spirit of God, we grant them strength, we grant them courage in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we give you praise, we give you thanks. In Jesus' name, we have praise.
Thank you for listening to this message from Believer's House. We hope you've been blessed. Please visit us at www.believershouse.church for more information about our church or to send us your questions, comments, and feedback. We hope to see you again soon.